Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz, and this is Ascension Presents. How am, I, how am I supposed to get something out of a homily when sometimes I'm not getting anything out of the homily? Good question, camper. First thing is, is when it comes to, we're gonna talk about how to listen to a homily, um, because I think there's just as much um, skill and work sometimes at listening to a homily as there is in preparing and delivering a homily. It is always easier to be a critic than to create. Actually made a video about that. It's always easier to be a critic than it is to create. And so I can sit back and watch the movie. I can sit back and listen to the homily or to the talk or whatever the thing is, look at the painting and say like, well, that's ridiculous. He should have done this, this, and this. To, to approach uh, mass with that kind of, uh, with a, to approach the homily part of mass, with that kind of receptivity, we're gonna talk about that in a second, but to approach it with that kind of, maybe even humility. I remember when my little sister, uh, she was going to school, uh, Right, or she was, was she going to school? I don't know. She was living next near the seminary when I was going to seminary. And so she got to meet a bunch of my seminarian friends. And when we got to the point, you know, at X number of years later, when we were getting ordained, she, uh, and we were having to give homilies, you know, as deacons, she said, I will never, I will never uh, complain about a homily ever again because she knew us personally. Until then, she'd only, you know, known the priest a little bit from afar. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like, this is all you could do, you know, this is the best you could do. Then um, she saw us and realized, wow, these men, they were responding to a call to be a priest, not because they were like, you know what I'm good at? I'm good at public speaking, I'm gonna do that. What she found was a bunch of guys who just wanted to be holy and just wanted to help the people of God. And because of that, they had to get up and give talks and they had no idea. We had no, like we're just freaking out every time. And I have to tell you, honestly, this is like on Saturday night or the, before the first homily of the weekend, I'm always, I'm always in either literally in tears or virtually in tears. Cause I'm like, God, I don't know. I don't know what you want me to say to your people because it, it's a big deal, right? So that's one thing. That's one of like, okay, damper the uh, judgment muscle. But then how do you still get some, how to listen then? I would say, um, n number one thing, uh, I think it's so important for the people of God to read the scriptures ahead of time. I think it's probably essential and uh, it is a massive game changer. Um, what I mean by that is, say on Monday, you read the readings for the upcoming Sunday. Not like racing through it, but also um, not like you have to like dive down deeply and like understand, take out everything out of it in once. But just read through them so you have a, have a general sense of what's coming that Sunday. And then on Tuesday, spend that Tuesday time of prayer with the first reading. And then on Wednesday, spend that Wednesday time of prayer with the second reading. And on Thursday, spend that Thursday time of prayer with the gospel reading. On Friday, here's my invitation, on Friday, write down what you think the Lord God is saying to you through all of those readings. In fact, you can do that every day. Um, when you write, to, when you read, read through on Monday, write down what's the one thing that you think, okay, this is what I should remember the rest of this day. On Tuesday, when you read through the Old Testament reading or the first reading, write down what is God saying here, this is what I should carry with me for the rest of the day. On Wednesday, what's the one thing I should carry with me for the rest of the day? Thursday, the same thing. And on Friday, to be able to just say, okay, so um, ultimately, what is God saying about my life? What is he saying about uh, how I need to be moved? Because that's the thing. So many of us, we go to, to Mass and the Word of God is proclaimed, not even the homily, but the Word of God is proclaimed and it goes in one ear and out the other. So at the end of Mass, or even at the end of the homily, I'm like, what was the reading about? Uh, I don't really remember. I can't quite place it. But what if you, you took the time Monday through Friday and you actually not only read the readings, but you went into them and asked the question, what's the one thing from this that the Lord God wants me to carry with me for the rest of the day? 
because the next step is the question, how does God want to move me? You know, whenever scripture is proclaimed, it's always meant to move and change the people of God, either to move us up towards the Lord, to change our behavior, to enlighten our minds so we can know him more clearly, to, to enlighten ourselves so we can, so we can know uh, his truth more, more profoundly. But he always wants us to move in some way, shape, or form. So we could ask the question, okay, how is God wanting to move me in this moment? When it comes to proclaiming the first readings, in the first reading, the psalm response, and the second reading, we sit down. In the gospel, we stand, but that sitting down does not mean we're in a position of passivity. It means we're in a position of receptivity. And this is a very important difference. To be passive is just like, yeah, I'm just kind of like whatever, just wash over me kind of a thing. But to be receptive means I'm ready to move. That's why I like standing for the, for the gospel because it, it does literally have that. I'm ready to move about it. But how many times do we stand there, like hands like heavy on the pew in front of us, kind of leaning on our, you know, leaning on all fours, essentially, on our feet and our hands, instead of saying, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to move. And the example I love to give is of the two dancers, Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers. Um, you probably know this dance duo of the 19th century, 20th century. I remember hearing someone say once that like, um, Fred Astaire was an incredible dancer. And yet Ginger Rogers did everything that Fred Astaire did, but she did it backwards and in high heels. So like, so she was incredible as well. And Ginger Rogers was Fred Astaire's favorite dance partner. Interesting note, I heard that Ginger Rogers was not a professional dancer, that she was an amateur, but that's the reason why Fred Astaire loved dancing with her, because he was the professional. She was the amateur. And so as the professional, he got to lead, and as the amateur, she let him lead her. So he wanted to go this way. She was right there. She wouldn't fight him on this. Like, I know better than you. She would just let him lead. Because of that, she was his absolute favorite dance partner. And because of that, when you get to watch them, you see, like, it's just, it is like the phrase poetry in motion. It's beautiful. This is us when it comes to the Lord's proclaiming his word to us. He's the master. We're the amateurs. He's the leader. We're the followers. So when we hear the word of scripture, word of God proclaimed, do I just stand there and say, no, 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 we're going this way, we're going that way? Or do I say, okay, Lord, speak, your servant is listening. Lord, lead me, and I will follow you. Lord, how is it you want to move me? So that's what I invite you to do. The next time you come uh, to, to Mass, to go to Mass, uh, to be able to listen to a homily really well, is first, I'm not a critique, because it's easier to critic, critique, and not a critic is easier to critique than it is to create. I have this humility of like, I'm just gonna trust that the priest cares about me and he's doing his best. But also, I showed up prepared. Like, I showed up ready. Why? Because I read the scriptures Monday through Friday. I even wrote down, here is what God is saying to me, so that even if the homily the priest gives is bad, I wrote my own homily. <laughs> it was in those notes every day, Monday through Friday, when the word of God spoke to me and said, here is how I want you to move. Here's where I want you to go. Here's what I want you to carry with you for the rest of this day. My, my guarantee is this, if you and I do this, the word of God will have all the power that it's meant to have. The word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword. And the word of God does not, does not um, come down from heaven and, and return their void, but it always accomplishes the works or the will for which it was intended. You can be that soil. I can be that soil that's ready to grow, that's ready to bring forth fruit, that's the kind of person that's ready to move. Only if I show up prepared. From all of us here at Ascension Presents, my name is Father Mike. Uh, God bless. And like, subscribe, comment, and please, like seriously, do this thing. Do the, read the scripture, write down what's the Lord saying to me, why does he want me to move? You know what I'm saying? Okay, okay, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. I'm done.